You know what was on the jukebox in the front. Now Matt the Cat's gonna show you what was on the juke in the back. Honkers, jivers, jukers, and whalers. I'm Matt the Cat, where it's at, your furry leader, welcoming you back to another edition of the Juke in the Back. 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues, and the soul that came before rock and roll. For the next hour, we're gonna honor another great little record label, this time out of Los Angeles, that helps spread rhythm and blues throughout the land. It's part one of a three-part feature on Aladdin Records. This week we'll focus on Aladdin's early days, 1945 through about 49. Next week we'll pick it up at 1950 and carry it through to the birth of rock and roll. And in part three, we'll close it down with a serious look at Aladdin's contribution to the birth of rock and roll. We'll get Aladdin's backstory in just a minute. But first, let's talk about their very first record. At the time, the label was called Philo because the Messner brothers, Eddie and Leo, had a record shop in Los Angeles called the Philharmonic Music Shop. So they shortened Philharmonic to Philo and a new independent record label was born. Their first release, Philo 101, featured the great saxophonist Illinois Jacket and a remake of Flying Home, a tune he had cut in 1942 with Lionel Hampton's band. It had been a huge hit and one that Jacket would play for the rest of his life. I can't think of a better way to start the Aladdin record story than from the beginning. Here's Illinois Jacket and his all-stars with Flying Home, part one and two. Drop a nickel in, cause you're digging the juke in the back.
Recorded in July of 1945 and released in August. That's Philo 101, the very first release for the Messner Brothers and their new independent record operation, the great Illinois Jacket and his all-stars. In my opinion, the Messner Brothers weren't just entrepreneurs. They were also visionaries. They saw a hole in the market that was being ignored by major labels like Victor, Decca, and Columbia. None of the majors were all that big on releasing race records or hillbilly records. And it took independent businessmen to see that void and to fill that gap. This week we're talking about the Messner brothers who started Aladdin Records, but other cats like Lou Chud at Imperial Records, or Art Roop at Specialty Records, or in Cincinnati, Sid Nathan who started King Records. They all saw that this music was being ignored. And if it wasn't for these guys, the popularity of rhythm and blues might not have grown. And if rhythm and blues hadn't caught America by the ear, there's a very good chance rock and roll never would have happened. But I'll get off my 78 record crate now and come back down to earth and dig in on this week's feature. Aladdin Records, which was known as Philo at this time, was located at 5352 West Pico Boulevard in Hollywood, California. It was one of the first independent record labels on the West Coast. Right off the bat, the Messner brothers hired one of the top band leaders, saxophonists, and arrangers in the LA area, Maxwell Davis, to handle the musical operations of the new label. Okay, so you got some money, and you got a guy who's going to arrange the tunes and back up the artists. But what's a new record label if it doesn't have artists? As I mentioned, they were very lucky to have Illinois Jacket. But another cat that they just happened to score was Winoni Mr. Blues Harris who was fresh out of the Lucky Millinder Band. Now, he wouldn't score a national hit for either Philo or Aladdin Records, but Winoni Harris was there from the beginning and cut some really great sides that got a lot of regional airplay and lots of jukebox requests. Let's hear one of them now. It was Philo's third release. Here's Winoni Mr. Blues Harris with Around the Clock Part 2. I'm Matt the Cat, and you're digging the Aladdin Records story Part 1. This week's feature on the Juke in the Back, 1940s and 50s Rhythm and Blues.
Yes, I'm so glad. 
the great Helen Humes, backed up by the Bill Doggett Octet with He May Be Your Man. That was Philo Records' fifth single release from October of 1945. They released it simultaneously with another Helen Humes record, Be Baba Liba, which turned out to be the Messner Brothers' first hit. It topped out at number three on the national R&B lists. Humes, who was a veteran singer by this point, actually replaced Billie Holiday in Count Basie's band back in the late 1930s. Man, is she stomping and jiving on this one. Helen Humes, backed up once again by the Bill Doggett Octet with Bebaba Liba. I'm at the Cat, and we're featuring the Aladdin Record Story Part 1 this week on The Juke in the Back, the soul that came before rock and roll. Generous support for Juke in the Back provided by weekly sustainers Janice Stenhouse, Robert Stallworth, Barry from San Diego, Mr. Lee, David Ayers, Thomas Huber, Joe Metzger, The Wolfman, and contributors Bernie Rosman, Ken Farger. Thank you for your support. More information at jukeintheback.org. These are the real roots of rock and roll. 
You couldn't hear him on the jukebox in the front. But Matha Cat's playing him on the juke in the bag. Baby, don't you cry. You know I'd soon discover One day by and by Find you loved another No matter what you'd say I'd leave you right away So baby Why do you cry? You know you can't deny I did my best to please you You were so unkind, tried so hard to live, to love that was sincere, but you didn't really care, so baby, don't you cry. I remember, sweetheart, that it was you and not I who said, That we should part The time has come For me to say goodbye So why Do you cry, sweetheart? I say, baby, don't you cry Because the end is nearing You'll be satisfied Yes, I keep on caring So why should you feel blue? I'll be the one to lose. So baby, don't you cry. ever mistake that voice. That's Charles Brown leading Johnny Moore's Three Blazers and their very first release for Aladdin Records, probably from November of 1945. It was released as Philo number 111. To the best of my knowledge, that song, Baby Don't You Cry, 
is the first time that Charles Brown appeared on record. Johnny Moore's Three Blazers consisted of Johnny Moore on guitar, Eddie Williams on bass, and of course Charles Brown handling the piano and vocals. Philo's very next release, from December of 45, was their second smash hit. It's Johnny Moore's Three Blazers, back again with a tune that would hit the national charts in February of 46, just as Philo was about to change their name. We'll get to that in just a second. But here's Driftin' Blues, a record that topped out at number two nationally and made Johnny Moore's Three Blazers and Charles Brown himself one of the most sought after R&B combos in the country. To think this song is still revered today and it came off that little Hollywood independent label owned by the Messner Brothers, Philo Records, soon to be Aladdin. I'm at the cat and you're digging on the Aladdin record story part one. This is your weekly showcase for 1940s and 50s R&B, The Juke in the Back, with Johnny Moore's Three Blazers, Drifting Blues. Well, I'm drifting and drifting Like a ship out on the sea Well, I'm drifting and drifting like a ship out on the sea Well, I ain't got nobody In this world to care for me If my baby Would only take me back again if my baby would only take me back again Well, you know I ain't good for nothing, baby Well, I haven't got no friends
gonna be too late, baby. I'll be so far away. What's to it, man? Ain't nothing happening, man. What you know? Gone with the wind. Beat, man. You real beat, man? What's happening? Yeah, well, my ground pad is beating. I can't get out. It's raining out there. Oh, man, don't worry about the rain. I tell you what you do. Come on and jump with me up to 322. If it's raining, I don't mind. Because I'm high as a Georgie pine. Fill my glass with sherry wine. Because I'm in my tea. Yes, I'm high, and that's no joke. Up to heaven, just watch me float. Sailing above all I see, because I'm in my tea. Smell the light, hot the horse. Sends me knocking on anybody's door. No introduction do I need, because I'm a hip cat. I tell you, all for Louise. Sky is high, and so am I. If I ain't high, boy, I hope to die. When I tell you that ain't no lie, because I'm in my teeth. Say, Chuck, what's happening? Yeah? Anybody's door, no introduction do I need. I'm so hip and I'm high as I can be. Yes, I'm high, that's no lie. Come on, Jackson, and I'll show you why. I the tea, get high with me, because I'm in my tea. I'm just as high as I can be. Tell me, can't you plainly see? Oh, when I'm in my tea. JoJo Adams, backed up by Maxwell Davis and his band, from July of 1946. That was one of the first releases on the Aladdin label, When I'm in My Tea, which was a lot better than its original title, The Reefer Number. Man, you know what that's about. I don't need to explain it to you. As mentioned earlier, it was in February of 1946 that Philo changed their name to Aladdin. They did this because the Philco Radio Company was thinking about starting their own record label. 
which by the way, they never did. If they were going to start a record label, it would be called Philco Records, which was kind of close to Philo. So instead of getting into a legal battle, the Messner brothers decided to change the name to Aladdin. Now the lamp that appears on the Aladdin label was actually on the Philo label too. So even back when they started the company, there was a little bit of Aladdin inspiration already there. This name change came just as Driftin' Blues was climbing up the national charts. So the Messner brothers re-released Driftin' Blues on Aladdin. That's why you'll see it listed as both a Philo and Aladdin release. Okay, now our record label finally has its correct name. We can continue with the Aladdin record story, part one. I'm at the cat. Up next, we have the arrival of one of Aladdin Records' biggest hitmakers, Amos Milburn. Originally from Houston, Texas, by the time he got to Aladdin Records, he was already an accomplished musician. His third release for the label didn't make the national charts, but it's a true classic. The song was written by Don Ray in 1940 and was originally recorded by the Will Bradley Trio. They had a nice hit with it. And by the time Amos Milburn had got his hands on Down the Road a piece, the song had already crossed over into the pop market with versions by Glenn Miller and Stan Kenton. Amos brings it back to rhythm and blues. Here's the always fabulous Amos Milburn with Aladdin number 161 as I feature the Aladdin record story this week on The Juke in the Back. Now let's go Down the Road a piece. Hey, boy, where you going? I saw you going down the street the other night. I wasn't going to Wadden Ben while I was going. You know, I should like to latch on some of that good boogie woogie tonight. You mean some of that fat boogie? That's what I mean. Well, that's what I mean. Well, if you want to hear some boogie, then I know the place. It's just no piano and a knockout bass. The drummer man's got it on eight feet back. Now, you remember me talking on baby daddy slack. Man, it's better than chicken fried and bacon grease. Come along with me, boys, just down the road a piece. Oh, I walk on down the road a piece. Keep going, man, I'm right behind you. Thank you. 
I was standing at the station with my guitar in my hand. I was standing at the station with my guitar in my hand. Now it's time for the Great 78, where we take a thick piece of shellac and harken back to a time when 78 RPM records were king. This week, we're celebrating the Aladdin record story, part one, and I'd like to feature kind of an odd-sounding record from one of the greatest blues shouters of all time, Wynoni Mr. Blues Harris. Now, he's not blues shouting on this record. He's actually singing it quite melodically, in a similar fashion to the way Bing Crosby did this song. He's actually backed up here by a vocal group, the Harlem Airs, and Aladdin released it in 1947. Harris never had any hits for Aladdin. At the time, he was scoring hits for the Apollo label, and he was just about to move over to King Records. But Aladdin was still releasing the few songs that Winoni had cut for them, hoping to score a hit. This week's Great 78, Winoni Harris, backed up by the Harlem Airs. Here's I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance. I need your love, your love so, love so badly. badly. I love you, I love all, you all so badly. So badly. And still I don't seem to I don't stand a ghost, a ghost of a chance, of a chance with, with you. you. My darling. 
thought at last that I'd found you, but other love surrounds you. I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. But baby, if you surrender just for a tender kiss, or maybe two, then you might discover that I'm the lover meant for you, and I'd be true. But, but what's the good of my scheming? I know I must be dreaming, for I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. I need your love so badly. I love you oh so madly. I love you so madly. I don't seem to stand a ghost of a chance with you. My Take a seat.
better be mighty careful. Let's have a ball. Come on, all you fellas, and take a drink for my pack, because the party's ready to start down at the chicken shack. Amos Milburn with a certified smash from 1948 and Chicken Shack Boogie. That tune was originally recorded in November of 1947, but didn't get released by Aladdin until September of 48, where it charted in November of 48 and reached number one on the National Rhythm and Blues lists. You can hear the inspiration that Amos took from Down the Road a Piece. And that song would provide much inspiration for Floyd Dixon and Hole in the Wall, which would come a couple of years later for the specialty label. There's something about a good boogie-woogie that just gets me every time. Up next is a group from Baltimore that was known under two names. When they recorded secular music, they were known as the Rockets. But when they cut gospel, they were the Trumpeteers. Gospel was a hot seller at this time. And one of gospel's greatest groups, the Soul Stirrers, were on Aladdin Records. However, they never scored a hit. Nothing anywhere near what the Trumpeteers did in 1948. These Baltimore Cats took Milky White Way straight into the Rhythm and Blues Top 10. Over 10 years later, Elvis Presley would cut his own version of this tune. It was released on Aladdin's Score subsidiary. Here are the Trumpeteers with Milky White Way. I'm Matt the Cat, and we're featuring the Aladdin record story this week on The Juke in the Back. Yes, I'm going to walk all that Milky White Way Oh, child, somebody day Well, I'm going to walk that Milky White Way Oh, some of these days Well, well, well I'm going to walk up And take a mustang Gonna join all the Christian band I'm going to walk Oh, that milky white way Oh, Lord, some of these days Tell my my loving mother hearty when I get home. Well, I'm going to tell my my loving mother. Oh, when I get home, well, 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 I'm going to tell my my mother hey. I'll, I will shake all her hands that day. That's when we walk oh that milky white way. Oh, Lord, somebody's day. I'm going to be God the Father and God the Son. 
Yes, I'm going to me. God the Father, God the Son. Well, 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 I'm going to sit down, tell him my trouble. About the world, oh, I just came from. That's when we walk, oh, that milky white way. Oh, Lord, somebody day. The Charles Brown Trio with an enormous number one hit from the spring of 1949 and Trouble Blues, a song heavily based on Driftin' Blues, the hit that Charles Brown had had a few years before with Johnny Moore's Three Blazers. I'm at the Cat, and I hope you've enjoyed the first installment of the Aladdin Record Story. Next week, we'll return with part two, starting up with 1950 and carrying it through to the birth of rock and roll. And in the final part, we'll focus on the early rock and roll recordings coming out of Aladdin Records. Remember, until next time, soul, it's a feeling. And you get that feeling each week when you tune into your source for 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues, right here on The Juke in the Back. Let's go out with one of LA's top vocal groups, The Robins. Here they are in their infancy, this was technically the first record to be released under the Robins' name, 
they had released one other single as the Four Bluebirds for Otis Renee's Excelsior label. And they didn't even get both sides of that single. The flip side of their song, My Baby Done Told Me, was a Johnny Otis recording of Courtroom Blues. Of course, Otis was working with the Robins at this time. The Robins' one and only session for Aladdin Records was held on May 27, 1949. Within days of the session, the Messner brothers released the first of only two releases for the Robins on Aladdin. This one, Around About Midnight, is based on the Roy Brown song, Long About Midnight, and it features Bobby Nunn singing the bass lead. It came out on Aladdin's Score subsidiary, and it's extremely rare. Let's close down part one of our Aladdin Records special with the Robins and Around About Midnight. Stay safe, everybody, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for dropping by. Feel free to let Matt the Cat know if you dug the show. 
Email them at mattthecat at mattthecat.com. Juke in the Back is recorded at Rosie's Juke Joint, located at the Stepping Stone Inn in Salem, Massachusetts. For more information, please visit jukeintheback.org. I'm Miss Rosie. See you next time on the Juke in the Back.